Hello and welcome to episode 16 of the No Balls Cricket podcast. Um first first thing we'd like to say is a very happy birthday to our least favorite member of the original running of the podcast who I, I think he believe I I I don't know he's finally exited Siraj Solanke has finally exited his teen years shared maybe he's I, I can't remember. He exited his teen he's 25 what he's 25 You clearly did not get the joke there, but fine. Yeah, I mean, I we all know he behaves like he's twelve, but that's a different story. That's that was my point. Uh, um, I was just never. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Anyway, happy, happy birthday, Gudu. Um, happy birthday, Gudu. May or may, may this be the year you finally discover how to make a good analogy. Yeah. <laughs> Amongst other things, um, also may you finally get a girl to come to Kandivli with you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah uh, it's back <laughs> coming back to the show um, the two usual suspects here with you uh, myself sidan pradhan the club cricketer and of course our um, in inverted commas respected journalist um, mr aditya devrat um <laughs> Speaking of your club, speaking of club cricket, has your club cricket uh, career finally restarted or no? No, because the weather has been playing hooky with us for the last week, and it's supposed to play hooky with the world for the next two weeks. There was hail today, so it's just it's been absolutely again. There was I I remember watching that Champions League game, that City Champions League game, and it was like it looked like it was snowing that day. Yeah, there was a there's been a lot of like uh, let's just call it inclement weather, but uh, I think. Uh, in the whole global warming situation no england is probably the only place that's actually gotten colder <laughs> <laughs> hmm. rest of the world heats up this gets cold the melting the the all the melting ice is now falling onto you yeah exactly i i know that made no sense scientifically but fuck it i yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> we don't give a shit anymore <laughs> not that we ever have but still yeah <laughs> um, on the show today we're going to stick with our 20 minute uh, time format because yeah did we like get, it no well other than the fact that i like it it got him to shut up so uh, otherwise we'll, i don't even think by the way that i did get me to shut up all it's really done is got me to speak quicker when i'm ranting um yeah but you also say less because you normally you speak that quickly but you just talk a lot more here you're talking less <laughs> and i get some control <laughs> over it so it's good uh fair right. enough so what we are going to do is we are not going to waste any time on this program today we are going to jump straight into it straight 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 into it and go right so it's been a big couple of weeks in the international cricket world um first major I don't know if we call this major, but basically Pakistan thrashed Zimbabwe in two tests, both of them winning by an innings. Uh, Babar Azam seems to be struggling with the challenge of captaincy because against Zimbabwe he's managed to score two runs in 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 two innings. But other than that, everyone's doing fine. Hasan Ali is b- blasting bo- batting lineups away. Everyone else is scoring runs. Pakistan he took that series Aram said two nil. Um, I mean nobody expected the Pakistan World Test Championship final in 2020. Three, I guess, would be the next round. No, I yeah. think they're not good enough to make it till twenty twenty nine. But 
wow. <laughs> um, no, but so, so, the, so look, we all expected Zimbabwe to get absolutely bashed. Um, that's not a surprise to us. Uh, Pakistan as a test team, their batsmen are coming along. And I think that's always been their sticking point. Their bowling attack has been... I mean, it's fine. It's one I of the better ones. Always fine it, so. I don't care uh, how much of a cliche it sounds. It, it's true. They always find bowlers from they, somewhere. Yeah, they find bowlers from somewhere. They've always been a good bowling attack. Um, Hassan Ali coming back, obviously, that's a huge thing for them because he genuinely, for a lot of us, seemed like the kind of bowler that could, you know, just destroy it. Just destroy teams. Um, yeah. Granted, it is only Zimbabwe, but the manner in which they've beaten them, I think, uh, I think they scored 200 once in four innings. So, you know, that's, that's, that is impressive. Um, but yeah, so that's really the only cricket that's happened this week. Um, yeah. But uh, funnily enough, it's not that that we want to discuss. It is the controversy after the game that has occurred, where uh, certain sections of the Pakistani media and fans, obviously, have said that uh, Zimbabwe should not be a test-playing nation. Namely, one Ramiz Raja. Yeah, uh, we've been talking about, offline we've been talking about like big three and how other nations don't get enough cricket and there's no promotion, relegation and whatnot, all influenced by other events in the in the sporting world. I, one person needs to be relegated and that is Ramiz Raja. Please just never, we've already gotten rid of Sanjay Manjekar, get rid of Ramiz Raja also. It's time to get rid of Ramiz Raja as well. And I think the funny thing was on Twitter, if you look at the sort of kick, the knock, knock-on effect of all of that was, there was one group of Pakistani fans that are like, get rid of Zimbabwe. One group is get rid of Ramiz Raja. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, you've split Pakistan right down the middle. <laughs> um, uh, but uh, no, I mean, good for them. That was literally the only cricket on this week. And then... We come to the main talking point, obviously, which is the IPL or the no long, the no more IPL, to be more precise. Listen, it's a bit boring not having it on. I was really looking forward to it. Fantasy was kicking into high gear. All of that was we were just <laughs> getting started, and then I had um, I had finally started doing well in fantasy also, so I was I was appreciating that. I agree. Well um, is a severe overstatement, but anyway. <laughs> Um, but no, there had been, uh, look, I, I think there, uh, for a good week or two before it got cancelled, there had been this entire debate about whether the IPL should be ongoing or not, you know, during, given the crisis that India has been having with COVID, I, you know, there was, there were camps that said, look, uh, you know, with, with everything that's going on, there's no point in having a cricket tournament. And other people said, look, IPL, some level of solace and, and, and cheer, bringing some level of cheer to, to people in otherwise, um, distressed times, but ultimately, once the, once COVID got into the IPL bubble, it was like then there was no question. Uh, yeah, I mean, um, look, obviously, we can discuss uh, playing it during the pandemic, playing it in India. Um, you can discuss all of that. You can you can even sort of discuss the sort of, I mean, in a way, it was perversely obtuse at times where they just for the first half of the tournament, for the first half of whatever was played. They almost refused to acknowledge what was going on outside. Um, yeah. And, I mean, you can discuss that all you want. But the fact of the matter is that until the bubble was breached, it in the eyes of most people, it was a welcome distraction. As soon as that bubble was breached, I think it became very, very difficult to justify carrying on with it. 
Um, obviously, the knock-on effects of that for the last week, you could see that um, a lot of the Australian players and commentators were getting a bit sort of on edge. Um, none of the other countries really came out, but you could see some of the Australians drop out. Adam Zampa and uh, who was the other one? I can't remember if it was Jai or Kane Richardson. One of the oh, it was Kane Richardson. Kane Richardson was the other one. Yeah. So Zampa and Kane Richardson were the first two to leave, and that sort of set your warning bells, you know, ringing yeah. because that was like, well, okay, now what's going to happen? And um, you just thought they were spoiled Aussies for a bit until you actually sort of understood. No, the- but you realize you realize the point that they were they were getting. You know, Australia had even before any of this had happened. Australia decided they were going to ban flights from to and from India. So effectively, these guys were going to be stranded, or at least they thought so. They still are. They're just not in India anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they've, they've ended up in Maldives, and then they will eventually find their way back to Australia. But no, um, yeah, no, you figure you, like the, it was getting more and more serious, even within the sort of IPL. You know, space, and then it just you know, once once players started testing positive, then there was no question of of trying to keep the tournament going. I, I you know, there's a thing that really sort of I wouldn't say frustrated me, but really annoyed me. I solidly got me going was immediately after they decided that they're going to postpone the whole tournament. Right? Um, the media goes up to Ganguly and asks him, um, "Are you going to? Is, is it going to happen? Is, is it going to be completed at some point later on in the year?" And his first response was, yes, because otherwise we lose $230 million. I was like, is that really your concern at this hour? Hey, people are dying left, right, and center. There's, I mean, I don't know if you guys have watched the news, but a little bit earlier today, and I'm just going to make this point, it is Monday night in England and Monday evening in, in um, America. Um, but earlier today, there was a few pictures of bodies being washed up on the shores of the Ganga in Bihar. Um, yeah. But- where are uh, my my co co host co cohort co commentator whatever you want to call him is from, um, but uh, I mean, really is that your concern at this hour of the day? Like how fucking obtuse do you have to be? Like are you just trying to blank out like the 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 reality of the situation in India? Yeah, it was um, it was definitely not uh, not a well advised. Um comment to make i've seen look i've seen the other side of this in terms of uh, you know last year when when all sports were shut down around march april in in, in uh, 2020 they, like that happened in us and it was very clear that they were going to figure out a way to to resume sports within some sort of bubble condition and it was also extremely obvious that the reason was entirely money like you could be oh we need to finish the season and all of that but everyone the, the, it was very explicitly even if it wasn't ever said you know this is the amount of money we're going to lose if we don't host it all the figures were bandied about everyone knew that look uh, having having some form of action even in a bubble with no fans wouldn't would allow everyone to recover some amount of money people said it people accepted it but i think also you know the way conditions are in india and as a, and how uh, you know how drastic it's been for the last few weeks i think just you know we we all know that's the reason but i think you probably just you know can figure out a different thing to say i mean look i, I the thing is it's different to what happened last year i think last year um, and specifically i'm just relating this to cricket now because every sport had a different sort of um return to sport in a way and I think the other thing with with most sort of really high level sport was it served as a really good distraction for people that had been furloughed or had lost their jobs or 
you know people that couldn't you know you needed some sort of distraction from yeah when we were from, all in lockdown yeah the harsh reality of, of lockdown um yeah and i i think in 2020 it was the west indies and england series and it made for such a good visual that first test match when they came back and 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 just to reiterate the point about money the english cricket board actually lost money on that series because they had no fans and they had to host the entire west indian bubble yeah so so you, you go back to the point where cricket wanted to restart but it wasn't about the money it was just about mm. actually getting the sport out there um yeah whereas now it's just like well why do you keep playing there's still there's only money to go on and again i'm i'm not one to say that um the ipl should or should not have happened i think again there are two different sides of the argument whereas because when it started it really the situation was not all that bad and it just sort of yeah, exploded in it the first couple of weeks just undertaking to do, to do you know so many multiple cities uh, so many cities uh, you know four or five different cities and like having everyone travel and everything they probably could have explored options which didn't involve all of that um and maybe they might, people would have been better off uh and and you know the tournament tournament might still be ongoing but also you know i think we have finally gotten to the point where you know in general things in india are so bad at the moment that like there's only so much that uh, of a distraction that that cricket can be and i think for a lot of people i've i've seen that point made and I, and i entirely appreciate that they look if you know if if i'm someone i might be a die hard cricket fan but if i'm seeing you know if if i've lost someone in my family or if i'm just generally seeing all this news filter in from from all across the country how much of that how much of a distraction value is is cricket really providing i completely understand that point and i think at some point it is just you know the the value that ipl was providing was was not enough and you know the other thing is and here's the political statement that's now going to come um normally we save it in a sort of more joking manner but this is i mean this is one of those very serious kind of issues that you have to tackle head on but the 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 secretary of the bcci is mr jay shah who is the son of the home minister right the president of the ddca is arun jetli's son who was also an ex cabinet minister um you know where this is going you know why this is there those are the guys that yeah. are in charge and making the money and of course oh and of course they had to have it because you know sri narendra modi stadium with the reliance and and the ambani and gets games right yes gets gets them more air time more air no, time no absolutely i think there's yeah there's no de- debate there like they knew i mean ipl has always been some level of like national pride exercise uh amongst everything else that it is and so i think it was for 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 that group of people it was too much of a of an opportunity to pass I, yeah but then i mean you know then i mean if you're concentrating on trying to get the bloody ipl through and not doing your fucking job when you're supposed to be saving people's lives and the shortages of oxygen and things like that is absolutely ridiculous it just smacks of government incompetence so i mean no 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 for sure yeah and it just you know it didn't justify it um at at that point any longer yeah i mean we'd already we we'd already this, you know come across this entire issue during the england test series when um we first there were like there was this entire uh, back and forth about letting fans in then the moment fans were allowed in it was like oh shit you know there are uh, people aren't wearing masks and what not so was it a, was it a good idea all of that you know nonsense happened and so you you, you feel like 
the BCCI had a case study and India had a case study in terms of organizing a, a tournament and then just kind of blew it. No, the other thing was the warning signs were there because if you remember, I think it was 30-20 between India and England where they allowed 70,000 people in. Possibly. And then right after that, they decided to go back to closed doors, right? Yeah. Was yeah, it the other way around? No, no. Yeah. They went. Yeah, they, they decided immediately after that because there was this giant spike in cases that they decided to yeah. um, go back to closed doors. But of course, you can discuss government policies all you want, but it's still talking about the IPL, of course. Um, there are other uh, mass gatherings that have been allowed in Gujarat and in the north of India, where uh, the uh, cabinet is still intent on drinking cow urine. Um, sorry, yeah. that is, I'm going to stop now because this is getting my <laughs> blood pressure rising. Um, um, yeah. But uh, the IPL basically being cancelled, it only led to one very hilarious moment, which I will share with you. Um, the Australians, of course, could not go back home. We saw Michael Slater moan about it on Twitter a lot. Um, because the Australian yeah, government... Yeah, he was, yeah. He was, he was slating the Australian government. And yeah. quite frankly, right now, I think a lot of governments deserve such slatings. We've been slating the Indian government for years. Yeah. So. But, uh, I mean, uh, we knew about Australia's policy towards it because that's been their policy throughout. And to be fair to them, it's kept their cases under control. So, you know, yeah. uh, you're at your own risk at that point. But anyway... That's a separate story. So the, 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 the issue there was that they couldn't, all the players that were stuck in India, including Zampa and Kane Richardson, who decided that they'd leave early, they couldn't go back to Australia. They were stuck. So what do you do, right? You can't fly back to Australia from India. So the Australian cricketers have decided on this absolutely ingenious sort of in-between thing. Take it away. <laughs> I don't know if the cricketers themselves decided this, or this is the solution Australia figured out. But basically, they have all, they have ended up where every uh, I think rich Indian from Bombay and Delhi ended up during uh, this around November December, while, while trying to get away from the COVID madness happening around that time. All the Australians are in Maldives. Come on, isn't that brilliant? They're stuck on an island now. I mean, uh, being stuck on an island is their usual state, to be fair. I, it's not considered an island, you know, because it's a separate continent. It's not considered an island, as weird <laughs> as that sounds. No, no, I know what you mean, but no, anyway. Anyway, um, but yeah, so uh, the Australian, well, all of the Australian cricketers and all of the sort of extra Australians that uh, the uh, the IPL Aussie love, uh, decided to take in are all now stuck in the Maldives. They still cannot go home. <laughs> I think, uh, they, can they not go home or is it just a case of they need to quarantine for two weeks there and then... They yeah, they need out. to quarantine for two weeks there and, and then go. Anyway, time to move on. We have four and a bit minutes left, so we'll just get quickly into the next thing. Um, yeah, there's not much else to talk about. I think yeah. we're going to go about the... Where, you know, the question is when the IPL can be rescheduled, but it's entirely up in the air. There's, thanks to international cricket, supposedly happening for the rest of the year, there's, there's very little window for it. Most likely after the World T20, which is going to be in October, there have been offers from UAE, Sri Lanka, the English counties to host it, but who knows. Uh, how will the English counties do it? They're supposed to host the 100. Well, to be fair, maybe they just think we'd rather host the IPL than the 100 because why? I mean, everybody would rather mm-hmm. see the IPL than the 100, but that's a different story. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Maybe they know uh, that. There's also an offer from Sri Lanka 
but uh, again we don't know how much that is and then literally two days after that offer came in the indian board decides to announce that india is going to sri lanka it's 2009 again we have no other cricket on so hum log sri lanka jayenge aur khelenge remember that time when it was just highlights oh sorry there was live games on but yeah. you thought it was highlights because we played sri lanka it was literally it's literally a throwback it's like acha we need some game time chal le sri lanka ha chal let's go to sri lanka so anyway that's i think <laughs> is in 5t20s and, and that's going to be in uh yeah in july i believe um yes i think so none in in all likelihood none of the players who are going to be involved in the world test championship and uh, and the england series later on the year in august are going to be in that sri lanka tour because yeah, yeah. it's it's where it's, it's likely to be a, a, a second string side that goes but uh, you know, that should be interesting that should um, be i mean our third string team beat australia i don't see why our second string can't beat sri lanka that's true so so that that's should true. be i mean we have fun series i mean if anything it's some cricket to watch yeah uh speaking of the world test championship india announced their squad no big surprises apart from the fact that well i guess this is a no surprise it's just slightly disappointing but hardik pandya has not recovered in time to to make it for that um uh, it's a good looking squad to be honest um kl rahul and ridhiman saha are of course subject to fitness clearances but yeah. um we just read out the rest of the squad it seems kind of standard rohit sharma shubman gail mayank agarwal your three openers out of those two i think between rohit and gail they'll they'll open the batting in england um yeah pujara obviously kohli obviously rahane obviously um vihari pant uh, and then the bowlers so ashwin jadeja aksar patel washington sundar bumra ishan sharma shami siraj shardul umesh yadav and the two aforementioned kl rahul and ridhiman saha um no real big surprises i feel a bit bad for prithvi shaw cuz he misses out and obviously hardik pandya hasn't isn't fit enough to play test cricket so um no real surprises there on standby we have abhimanyu ishwaran again no surprise there prasith krishna we don't know for what joy avesh khan just how and arzan nagwaswala again who the mm. fuck is he and also this is the most brilliant thing about it <laughs> If you try and read anything about the about Arzan Nagwaswala, all you get linked to is Shivam Dubey scoring a Ranji Trophy hundred. <laughs> yeah, he that I was very surprised of, about, but because uh, I was looking for highlights of of uh, of Nagwaswala, Nagwaswala, sorry, and uh, yeah, I and so he scored. A, he sorry, not scored. He took a five four against Mumbai in that Ranji semi final, but the highlights were more about Shivam Dubey's century. So, anyways, let's so let's first of all let's pray to God that what happened in Australia does not happen again. Yes, no, no raft of injuries requiring us to play all the third string players. But, yeah, uh, and uh, God forbid if Arzan Nagwaswala makes his debut, that will be hilarious. I mean, look, uh, left arm swing bowler in England should be should not be a bad option. also he follows yeah. in, in in a very old grand tradition by the way we've just run out of uh, our 20 minutes but since we're anyways on the last bits so i think we're well in time um yeah. uh he 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 i just want to complete this he runs in a very grand old tradition of uh, representing a specific community from india the parsi community we haven't had a parsi cricketer in a very long time haven't we yeah not since uh, farooq engineer no i'm sure there was some after that I don't think so. There has to have been, yeah. I'm 
I'm pretty sure we, I, I'm pretty sure I read something that we haven't uh, had a, a, a Parsi cricketer since then. Oh, really? But I'm yeah. just going to run through it and see if we have the last, the last Parsi cricket. Oh, yeah, he is since Farooq engineer. Damn, that's a long time. <laughs> wow, that is a long, long time. Now, let's just cut back to this. Farooq engineer retired in the mid 1970s. Yeah. Um, but so obviously, if, if, if you guys know anything about the history of Indian cricket, Parsi cricketers dominated being part of the Indian cricket team from, um, I would say, the mid 1940s, uh, say post war cricket, to till about the mid 70s. And then, of course, it all changed. But most of them were obviously from Bombay. Whereas this is a this is a rare yeah yeah I've seen Farooq engineer uh, roaming the halls of the of of uh, CCI and believe me if (laughs) if you saw the man you would not believe he was a Test cricketer at one point in time (laughs) Um, yeah I've seen him only at uh, in like in recent times I've only ever seen him like attending matches in England and yeah I get I totally get (laughs) you. But grand old tradition, I mean, we've had a fair few Parsi captains. I mean, people like uh, Nari Contractor and uh, obviously Farooq Engineer and, you know, players like that. So there's been a good grand old tradition of Parsi cricketers for India. Um, and, you know, that. so that's one positive to Nagoswala making his debut. But obviously that's that. The rest of the squad, again, as we said, Shaw missing out, that's the only unfortunate bit. Because I think he was coming into a good bit of form. Specifically in ODIs and well, one day in T20 cricket, um, but uh, I see why he's been left out because I think Prithvi Shaw in English conditions could be a bit of a walking wicket. Yeah, Prithvi Shaw. I think in any case, though he's he's um, uh, you know rebuilt his uh, or found some form in in the IPL. I think when it comes to the long form, he probably should would be better off with some practice first. Um. Other than that, I mean, if you look at the squad, you you automatically sort of, you can make out that there's going to be a very standard sort of first 11. I'm just going to read out names that I think are going to be the first 11. And then Devrat can have his go. Um, added if he agrees or not. But obviously, Sharma and Gil are going to be your two incumbent openers. Um, Pujara, Kohli, Rahane, Pant, both spinners, Ashwin and Jadeja. And then three quicks in Bumrah, Ishan Sharma and Shami. That is what I think our 11 will be. Um, obviously, if conditions... You know, you get given a green top or something. And because um, uh, Hardik Pandya is not in the squad, you would be very tempted to drop maybe Ashwin. I'm yeah, it's th- that Ashwin Jadeja. I mean, I agree with you. I think that would be my first choice 11, I think. But yeah, that, that Ashwin Jadeja thing is probably the only uh, questionable bit of selection in the sense that, yeah, you might want to take advantage of, those, of of seeming conditions if you can. Someone like Mohamed Siraj could easily come in. Yeah, I think um, Siraj. Siraj obviously, that, that, that lengthens your tail. So. The other thing is, the, the other option I'm looking at there, if you're in that kind of situation, then Shardul Thakur becomes a very good option. Yeah, Shardul Thakur is an option because he can still provide some amount of batting punch. Exactly. So, I mean, you drop one of the spinners in Ashwin and Jadeja, both of whom can bat. And then you play Shardul Thakur, obviously, as an extra seamer. Yeah. But, I mean, that's in a situation where there's a seriously green pitch. I mean... Uh, Rahul Dravid interestingly came up with a thing saying that if there's a warm summer and the pitches do dry out, um, then you know they will turn and you could have two seamers, uh, sorry, two spinners in the squad, and you know third, fourth, fifth day it will start spinning. But 
I'm living in England. There doesn't seem to be forget summer. There doesn't seem to be a sign of spring at this point. So, <laughs> and, and we're in the first, we're in the second week of May. So May exactly. So, so and um, I believe there's an England New Zealand series that's supposed to start in two weeks from now. So I really don't know where this is going. That should be uh, well. The New Zealand cricketers, I think, the New Zealand bowlers, I think, are going to love playing right now. What what happens in June? Let's we don't know. Maybe you finally do get a summer. Yeah, who knows? I mean, it doesn't seem like it at this point. Um, but yeah, um, basically, that's pretty much our show. Um, obviously, this is in lieu of the World Test Championship final that's going to be played in June in Southampton, and then the five test series against England that starts in July. Um, obviously, England play New Zealand before the World Test Championship final. New Zealand who I think are really unfortunate that they keep getting these shit two-test series, despite being the second best of, or best team in the world in test cricket. And now also they've uh, also become the number one side in ODIs um, with yeah. the change in the, uh, with the sort of rollover of the uh, points in, in, in that format as well. Um, I think it's criminal that they only get to play so, so few games as one of the better teams in world cricket. But hey, that's how life is. Yeah, we, uh, we might revisit this topic. In, in, if we if we find ourselves more, we will, we will definitely yeah, revisit this more bored and more in ranting mood. Yeah, more in ranting mood. I mean, we've had a bit of a rant today. Um, in but do we have an award this week? I kind of don't think we do, and I honestly don't feel like. I mean, amongst the many, 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 many sacrifices that people have to make, I think us not having an award will be a very would would hardly register, but. Uh, yeah. I mean, if we had to give anybody, it would be Ramiz Raja, but I think it's just, that's too stupid to even, like, <laughs> bother with an award. So, unfortunately, this week, Mr. Ramiz Raja, you don't win an award, so fuck you. Um, <laughs> also, how can you even contemplate saying something so stupid? Um, on that very happy note, it is time to end. Um, again, short, sharp, brief, quick show. Um if you're watching on um, Spotify, sorry, what was I going to say? If you're watching on YouTube, watching you can only... watching on Spotify. <laughs> if you're watching on YouTube, remember to like, share, and subscribe. Um, I'll show you how to subscribe. That little blurb that's floating around the screen somewhere is telling you exactly how you should subscribe. Click on the bell icon as well to remain notified of it. Uh, and also remember not to do Florentino Perez's drugs. Um, <laughs> um, and uh, if you are listening to us, remember we are on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, and Podcast Addict. And have a good one. That's all I can say. Unless Mr. Devrat wants to have another go at something stupid. Nah, I think there's been enough of that. Uh, and I can always have it go at you offline. We don't need the pods. Oh, go on, man. Just, just before. Just give them a taste. Yeah. <laughs> just a little I, that... <laughs> uh, I think that was a self-explanatory joke anyway. I, I, I've got my dig in. All right. Uh, on that very happy note, time to end. See you guys. See you guys.